Hey, Lizards, Gizmo here. I wanted to share some of the cigars we'll be smoking in May and June, so you can smoke along with us if you'd like. For Cubans, we've got Hoyo de Monterey Double Coronas, Partagas Aliados, H. Upman Half Coronas, and Monte Cristo Open Eagle. And for New Worlds, we've got Davidoff, Winston Churchill, and Bellicoso, Diamond Crown, Julius Caesar, TAA Shark, 2023, Liga Pravada, T52 in Corona Viva, and Davidoff, Late Hour in Robusto, with much, much more to come. Have a suggestion? Email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizardspod.com. Our podcast is supported by the Fabrica Five Cigar Company. Straight from the Honduran factory to your hands, the company was built by Rob Isla of Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame and Cuban master blender Hamlet Peretti's. The entire cigar line is blended by Rob and Hamlet and is refined with feedback from a hand-selected tasting panel, the Friends of El Habano Forum, and smokers like you. You can even jump on the FOH Forum right now and post reviews and comments. And you might even hear from Rob or Hamlet when you do. Rob has opened the discount floodgates and now exclusive to Lizard listeners, Fabrica 5 is offering 10% off the entire store. That's all five packs, all 25 count bundles, all 50 count bundles using promo code LIZARDPOD at Fabrica005.com. That's code LIZARDPOD, one word. Plus, worldwide free shipping from Miami on all orders over $125 US. Again, use code LIZARDPOD for 10% off the entire Fabrica 5 store right now. That's Fabrica005.com. Fabrica005.com. You must be 21 years of age or older to order. Fabrica 5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards Podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo, and tonight I'm joined by Rooster, Grinder, Senator Pagoda, and Bam Bam. And our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some bourbon, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as your 29th official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to smoke a New World cigar tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal lizard rating. We debate this cigar's Cuban-inspired flavor profile, we share our appreciation for classic Maker's Mark bourbon, and we discuss the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, all among a variety of other things for the next hour. So sit back, get your favorite drink, light up a cigar, and enjoy as we pair Maker's Mark 46 with Herrera Esteli Habano in Robusto Grande. A new world Robusto Grande tonight from Herrera Esteli, a Drew Estate Marca on the pod, a uh, 52 ring gauge by five and a quarter inch. I've not had one of these. Grinder, you brought these tonight. You're a big fan of this. I I was. I haven't I, I was telling some of the other lizards in the in the borough here. Um <laughs> in the I, lair. In the lair. <laughs> lizard lair. I haven't had a her Esteli in a long time. But when they when they first came out in 2013, I was all about them. Really? Um, because it 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 looked at the time I was still like you know, reflecting on visually like, oh, this is a lighter cigar. I want a lighter cigar. And I like this cigar because it was full, fuller bodied, had a lot of punch, but it looked and felt smooth, great construction. And the size is pretty optimal. If you want to like go out on the rooftop and, you know, smoke a cigar for 45 minutes, it's great. Actually, this smokes longer than that. Um, I've always found, but I feel, I feel like it's it's well packed, but I feel like it's dense. So my perception is that is for its size, it is going to be a little bit of a longer smoke. 
Honestly, yeah, the, you know? the foot looks very, very tight. Yeah. Mine mine looks good. Like, there's certainly air pockets in the foot, but yeah. it, it definitely is well constructed. I mean, it's, it's kind of shiny, you know? Yeah, it looks it's nice. Like, like, the seams are pretty much invisible. A tad rustic, but really beautiful. Yeah. Nice and smooth. And this guy, Willie Herrera, um, you know, I don't know how famous of a blender he was or is or has been, but he was brought, he was hired by Drew Estate and Jonathan Drew himself, I think, to really elevate some of the brand. And he just kind of, they just made this his own brand. Like we have a, you know, pretty well-known roller coming out of Cuba. Um, and I mean, it's still, still a very good cigar. They, they make different variations of it. The wrapper smells great. Yeah. It's a Habano wrapper. Very nice. Ecuadorian Habano, I think. Is that right? That's correct. Ecuador, yeah. uh, Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. Uh, the binder is Honduran and the fillers Nicaragua. All right. So it's not. And it's made Puro. in Nicaragua. It's, it's made not in, a Puro. Yeah. Yeah. So it's made in the uh, Drew Estate factory there. Um, yeah. I mean, let's That's do great. it. Let's cut this thing, boys. See, we're getting on the cold draw here. You know, I, I find it interesting about Drew Estate, and we could talk a little bit about this. Wow. I don't know if you know more than I do, but. Draws is wide open. For as densely packed as this is, it's fantastic. Yeah? Yeah. And I barely took off the uh, skin. I find it interesting that Drew Estate, like, instead of calling this Drew Estate, you know, a cigar, like, they have several markers in the Drew Estate, the Liga, you know, the yeah. Undercrown. It's interesting yeah, yeah. how he's built his cigar brand. It's not so much focused on him. It's these other... Well, it's it's an inverted pyramid, pyramid of marketing because you're... You're not marketing Monte Cristo, the brand. You're marketing this very unique cigar, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's pretty wild. <laughs> a little out of protocol over here. We're, we're policing it. We're yeah. good. We're good. P- Pagoda, got a little, well. P- Pagoda was a little quick on the trigger. <laughs> well, the cold draw is really interesting. Well, it's tobacco and cedar no. for me. I definitely get the cedar. Yeah. We got some dried fruit of some sort mm. on mine. Raisin. Maybe raisin. It could be a little raisiny, a little yeah, fig. I, makes, I called I that out before. It. Yeah, I can see that too. Kind of a new world, mm-hmm. classic uh, new world cold draw. I'm very interested to see how this goes, boys. H- has everyone smelled the wrapper of this? Yeah. It's very fragrant. It, it is. is. It's very, very yeah. fragrant. It's nice. All, very I, nice. all I smell is the and this hand sanitizer. I just flopped <laughs> all over my hands. <laughs> all right, boys, let's light this thing. The Herrera Esteli. Esteli? Sure. Am I pronouncing that correctly? It's what, however you pronounce the Esteli Herrera region Est- in Nicaragua. That's how Esteli. you pronounce it. The Habano Robusto Grande. I would say Esteli. Esteli. But I don't know these things for sure. Again, it's uh, 52 ring gauge by five and a quarter. Made in Nicaragua. Very interesting to see. I know, I know this is a very well-regarded cigar. So I'm curious how it does. And you said, uh, so this has been around, I guess, nine years now, right? So it, it came out originally in 2013? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You might have to fact check me on that. No, it's I'm true. I, ju- I, I looked at that. I, I nailed it. Nice looking cigar. You did nail it. It's taking me a while to get this thing lit, though. Mm. A lot mm. of tobacco in here. Wow. Still, still very good. <laughs> you know, I like it. Yeah. Right off the bat, I like it. I like it, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got a little sweetness right yeah. on the right very, on the, right very on the comparable light. to a good Cuban to me already. 
Let's that, not go that, too far. Is that too audacious? <laughs> yeah. Let's not go too Did far. you hear the silence after you said that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I, I kind of feel it. Like a cedary sweetness. Yeah, exactly. It's got the twang. Come on. The Nicaraguan twang. Yeah, it's got a Nicaraguan it's got twang. that volcanic ash. No, it's very cool. This is very good. Nice on the light. All right, let's rate it. <laughs> My draw is perfect. I would. I don't know if I'd say wide open. There's yeah, just mine's a touch, not wide open. a touch of resistance. Same, but it's really nice. I'll say sitting here, looking at the combustion, it's substantial. Yeah, right off the bat. Yeah. Is it plumy? Yeah. Yeah, this is really good. Mm. I mean, what are they? Yeah, what this, kind of notes are you guys getting? I'm still. It's like it's earthy. Yeah. There's a little pepper in it and a little cedar. Yeah. I'm getting a, a lot cedar. of like. And Rooster barnyard. mentioned it. A little se- a sweetness is there. Yeah. Getting some barnyard flavors, yeah. some hay. Yeah. Hay for sure. For me, it's like cedar, pepper, mm. and hay. Yeah. There's a little sweetness, though. You can't discount that. A little bit. Like a little, like, I, I don't want to say caramel or honey or something. There's Just something there. On the initial light, yeah. there was. Yeah, it's a nice little cigar. Yeah, because the sweetness, to Rooster's point, like immediately on the light, I got it and. Five yeah. puffs later, and now it's no, like it's gone. completely gone. So, grinder, how much are these guys? I just looked it up. They're uh, oh. about, they're a little under eight bucks. I was gonna say, wow, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, a little under eight bucks. Wow. Okay. You so know, and, that, and that's to bar- me bargain cigar. Yeah, yeah, but it it doesn't taste like that. No, not yet. It doesn't taste like that as of right now, mm-hmm. having just lit it. But did you say not yet? Not yet. Jury's still out. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> So I, I just learned, by the way. You I know, like that, Rooster? I know Drew Estate was purchased. I like that a lot. <laughs> but they're owned by a company called Swisher International. Yeah. Swisher Sweets. Swisher Sweets. Swisher Sweets. Do they make chocolates for you? Not for me. Not for you? Okay. I'm off the chocolates. You know that. I do. When did that happen? 18? 19? I think four or five years ago. Yeah. I think we paid Costco to stop selling those just so you'd stop eating them. <laughs> <laughs> So apparently, I, this comes in a lot of different sizes, right? There's a Lancero, there's a, a Toro, there's a couple others, I think. I there think. Was, yeah. Um, have you had any others, uh, Grinder, or just this uh, one? I had the Lancero with you guys. Were you there for Lancero yeah, night when I we was. did it? Yeah, yeah, that was fun. I don't think I was there. So uh, some of the lizards, I think it was me, Bam, Rooster, and Grinder did a Lancero night at one of our uh, former lounges. And uh, this was one of the Lanceros that we tried that night. We tried this. Um, it, it wasn't, it was a special edition. Um, Herrera SLE, first of all. And we also tried the Oliva V in Lancero. That's right. And was there a third? Yes. There was uh, a dark one. That, that's like the one it. that won. Super flavorful. Um, oh, I don't was remember it a, that. Liga? Was it a Liga? I think so. I think so. A Liga, so. Yeah. A Liga so Lancero. So two Drew Estates and the Oliva. Um, Interesting thing about this I'm getting. On the on the initial draw, it, I get the cedar and a little bit of sweetness, but on a finish, it's all barnyard and hay for me on the back end. Well, this is this is very pleasant. Oh. I mi- I've missed this. This is great. Which I have to say, knowing your palate grinder, I can already see why you really like it. You yeah. love the barnyard. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I do too, from time to time. Very earthy. I mean, you can, it, it, I like these Habano wrappers that aren't actually from Havana. <laughs> um, 
uh, Habana Shade wrappers. I've always found them very pleasant on every cigar I've had. And I don't know how much that it actually relates to real Cuban seed or whatever, but there is a market of these Habano or Habano-like wrappers that are um, that are out there. And this is one of them that, you know, it's just tasty. It's got that reddish hue, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. I've never, I haven't ever seen any of these cigars in any shop. Are they available? Seem like they are online, yeah. but uh, I, I, don't, sell, I don't know if I've ever seen They sell out very quickly. Wow. Um, really? So, are, are they as popular as, say, Liga? I think they are. I mean, yeah. they're very highly rated. So CA is all up in there. Yeah, CA loves the cigar. Um, and it's, you know, when you have a good cigar by a good maker and it's well marketed and it's appreciated by third parties and it's available and the price is great, you can't, like, you're, it's going to sell. It's going to move. How many know? other Vitolas do they have? He was just commenting I think that. There's I don't four know. Others. I see. I think there's five total, but that is not a fact. I'm, I'm, I'm just based on what I saw online. By the way, this is the 15, number 15 cigar of 2021. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, this was in our list that Damn. we went through. So this specific Victola of mm. this specific cigar was number 15 in 2021. So for eight bucks, you know, it's pretty uh, pretty cool that it... It does pack a it, punch for eight dollars, yeah. I'm trying to feel like... Uh, I'm trying to, uh, from a comparison standpoint, you know, the Liga that we smoked, I'm kind of I'm trying to kind of map in my mind where they would both fit in my mind, they're complete opposites. They are. Yeah. It's yeah. totally different. I mean, the rap, I mean, this is a Habano wrapper versus that Maduro wrapper. I mean, yeah. it's just so different. It is. And I'm just thinking, like, is this something to start your day with? Is this the second cigar of the day? Like, this is an uh, early afternoon post-lunch yeah. cigar. I don't think it's an early morning. I think it's too much. I do think there's too much of, of body for it to be an early morning coffee stick, you know? Midday is great for this. Um, yeah. It goes back to a comment you made in a previous episode about uh, body. And, like, ah. it looks like a light cigar, but it packs a lot. Yeah, I mean, I I've, as soon as I you handed these out, I said to myself, okay, this is probably going to be a very mild cigar. Right. And, yeah, I mean, just, you know, half an inch through this. I would not start my morning with this, but afternoon, I think, like you said, would be a perfect time for a cigar like this. <laughs> that the two o'clock coffee that you need, <laughs> you know, <laughs> two o'clock cigar, <laughs> two o'clock cigar, yeah, the, the Monty two, yeah, the definitely Monty not two. an evening cigar. No, you know what? It's it's for eight bucks. It's really well constructed. Yeah, it's smooth delivery of the flavor. It's burning great smoke out like, you know. I just don't understand some of these cigar brands selling $20, $25, $30 cigars, and it doesn't deliver what this does. You know, this is pretty good so far. Absolutely. Now, I guess we'll see where it gets to in the second third and the last third, but this is this is pretty damn good. Yeah. It's got yeah. some spice. There is right? spice there. Yeah. I was just going to say, yeah. I'm catching some spice right now, and I'm yeah, like... there is some spice. A, a bit, two centimeters taste down. taste any, like, nuttiness? There's yep. definitely nuttiness mm-hmm. in it. Yes. Like walnuts? Yeah. Pecans. Oh. I mean, the, the spice is dominating. You're dangerous. No, I just read it. You are dangerous. Oh, <laughs> <Is it> really? <laughs> I was sitting here saying, I was like, Richard normally doesn't pull out this many notes. I was very impressed for a second. You, you could have played that. You could have played us for the rest of the episode. Now, you, now you have me questioning every time you actually say, like, did he just read that? Um, yeah, this is really good. No, but to your point, uh, Rooster, this, is, this was much more barnyard 
hey, now it's like, you know, there's a little spice in it on the tip of my tongue. What kind of pepper would you say that is? is I mean, it a, like a black pepper, like a white no, pepper? No, it's not. I'm white, not getting pepper. White peppers. Yeah, I think I'm it's not, a lighter pepper, yeah. I'm getting like... What kind of spice are you calling out? I'm getting more like Christmas baking spice. Mm. Okay. So like nutmeg? Cinnamon? <laughs> we, did you read <laughs> that? Did you read that? <laughs> no, no. Just, those are baking spices. Are baking spices. I, yeah, I know, so but I'm just... Like little holiday sus- spices. Little suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> I think you were reading about the wrong cigar there. <laughs> Take Rooster's phone away, please. <laughs> yeah, just a quick question. When you say barnyard or hey, I don't know. For me, I got a little bit of the salty feeling, like salty taste. Sure. And is that what you kind of relate it to? What, yeah. do, what do you mean by barnyard? Uh, I mean, it's hard. To, I mean, have me, you ever been in a barn? Yeah. Where it no. smells like, you know, horses and shit. I'm a city boy. Shit. So, like a, <laughs> I, when, when I say barnyard, I'm not exactly equating it to horse shit. But I am equating it to... Like a mustiness? Mustiness musty, musty. is musty. probably the right word. And hay. There's hay there and yeah. mustiness. Earthiness. Earthiness. And earthiness. Yeah. 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 yeah, I felt yeah. a lot of earthiness I, with the saltiness. Now... Uh, I kind of understand what you mean by that, yeah. Yeah. but not, but but not necessarily. You know, some people may may mean directly horseshit. I do not. Uh, no, I'm we not, don't. I'm we not don't getting taste of like the flavors of horseshit. That's horse a shit. lot of horseshit. <laughs> <laughs> Only the wizards call out the <laughs> flavor note of horseshit. Yeah. No, the reason I said like there are varying degrees of like that barnyard flavor that you would get out of a cigar because this is more my speed. Like some cigars that have like a ton of barnyard notes, which is not what my palate likes. Like, like grinder that, that cigar, that Avo domain you like, that's a lot of barnyard, which for me is too much. Yeah. Uh, but I understand obviously for your palate, you like it. Like I equate that to like more of like a true barn, like all the smells like horse shit included. Um, Sweaty like, animals. <laughs> this is like the like very clean, pristine barn. Like the a Cuban, horse hasn't been there in a few months. The Cuban sweat. <laughs> it's, a, it's a brand new barn. But the, the point that um, that Pagoda was making earlier about the saltiness in this, I get some of that too. And that goes back to, I think, on the light grinder, you said, oh, there's a little Cuban twang in this. And I think there's some saltiness that is reminiscent of that. I, I kind of agree because, you know, I was about to say say something, but I, I think with all the Cuban aficionados <laughs> over here, I think I'd be shocked. <laughs> I just let it fly. I, bet, I said uh, something earlier that I got a lot of crickets for. I mean, I forget what it was, but don't be shy. No, I really liked it at the light, by let the way. Fly. Because, you know, like when I when I do smoke Cubans, especially the RAS, I got a very similar burst of flavor, which I said, wow, this, is, this could be really good. And then right after that, it just... I died. I'm and getting it was like, so much flavor from this right now. You know yeah. what this reminded me of? Like right on the light, a little bit like the short to punch. Oh, that's that's like that caramel sweetness that you get, nuttiness mm. in the beginning, and with you know with some like spice pepper now. Sure. On the retro hill, you get a little pepper. Yeah. You know what I'm finding though is in the delivery of this, I'm kind of feeling. This kind of has a bit of a, obviously, a Liga vibe, a little bit, and a little bit of a Tatuaje vibe. But the thing I, that I like about this versus some of the Tatuaje things is, like, there, there's, there's an essence of that, um, I don't want to call it Nicaraguan, I don't know what it is, but it's, 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 it, there's a little bit of an oomph to it when you draw it, but it, 
it, it's almost delivered in this creaminess that coats your mouth and there's a little sweetness to it that kind of makes it way more enjoyable and pleasurable to me than a lot of the Nicaraguans that, that we've tried and I've smoked. I think you've upset the right orchestra. I saw a lot of uh, disagreement. <laughs> well, I think when I said Tatawahe, sure. But yeah. well, I, mean, I, 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 I just like, I can't, I, can't, I can't even my, in a sane mind equate this to a Tatawahe or a Liga or at all. Liga. I, um, I think this is very Cuban-esque. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. I, okay. I, agree. Mm-hmm. I think it's like very it's Cuban-esque. crazy to say that I, I mean, agree. And, yeah. and I think maybe you're kind of right. It does have a little sharper edge than some of the Cubans we smoke. Sure but it does. Maybe that's owing itself to its Nicaraguan origins. But it's it's in just such a different part of the ballpark. It's if a different city compared to Liga. And uh, I'm just saying in it, it's, I don't know, it's in the same family. I, I don't know. But there's something... I am, I see the 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 ties to the, the cigars I called out, and you guys can tell me I'm wrong. That's I mean, fine. I, I You're don't, wrong. I don't get the Nicaraguan <laughs> flavors typically out of Nicaraguan cigars in this one. I mean, this Agree. is more. You know, you get if you take the 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 pepper notes out, this would be even be more Cuban, like a Cuban cigar. If you take the wrapper off, you tell somebody it's a Cuban stick. They would believe it's a Cuban stick. So that, I, that's a fair argument. I'm getting so you're gonna right? you're, you're this is when you're probably gonna shake your head at me. So I had a Mag 46 today. I'm getting more notes of Mag 46 in that spicy, what what I would say spicy Cuban cigar in this than I you know as a comparative basis than I ever would have thought. Like that to me is more native than anything Liga would come out with. Okay. I, see, as I, I taste this, I don't think I would Mag not compare 46. this to a Mag at all. Mag forty six, no. But I mean, this is—it's just confusing me because I'm trying to be analytical and, and dive into it. I can't. Can you just say put like? My yeah, finger I mean, on. I think you're trying to figure it out. I'm just sitting here, like honestly, just shaking my head in disbelief in the sense that this is like no other New World stick I've ever had. It's really true. I don't understand how uh, this even tastes this complex at this price point. I'm like completely confused and baffled by this cigar I, I in do, a good way. I do agree with that 100%. Are you saying, let me ask you a question. Let's say we could never, let's say our humidors were emptied tomorrow and you could never purchase another Cuban cigar, especially a Robusto. Would this be the cigar as of right this moment that you would say that is suitable to replace what I'm looking for it in a may, Cuban Robusto? It may be this. It could be the Shark. That's one that I happen to... But the shark has no... It doesn't have Cuban scent. Yeah, putting putting price aside. But I'm saying, like, from a Robusto standpoint, let's say you could never get another Cuban Mm. and your humidor's empty. They're gone. Never, They don't exist. I think if you took the wrapper off this and you said this is a... I don't know. Name your Cuban brand. You mean the band? Sorry. Yeah, thank you. The the band. And did a blind tasting. I think you'd be... Just as baffled as Senator is shaking his head right now, just be like, I don't know what this is or what to make of it because it it, it is kind of spooky how close the, the taste profiles are. Yeah, I'm also just shocked by this because, I mean, like almost everyone in this room, of the New World stuff we smoke, it's mostly stuff with a darker wrapper. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So like a Maduro Padron, uh, yeah. Millennium Series from Davidoff, a late hour. Those are all darker wrappers. With a specific flavor profile. Right. That comes at you. Right. And anything I've tried New World that has at all a lighter wrapper doesn't have a lot of flavor to me. It's very boring. That's why I always go for any New World. It's got to be a darker wrapper. 
I'm just shocked how much flavor I'm getting out of this where every other new world with exactly this shade of wrapper doesn't deliver half as much flavor. So I, I'm, yeah. I'm very surprised and well, impressed. What's cool for what me I'm right getting. now, I'm about an inch in, so I've lost most of the barnyard for me, but I'm getting a lot of the salt that Pagoda yeah. mentioned earlier. And it's it's really quite enjoyable. I'm enjoying it. It's lest, very, lest very good. we forget, though, this is not... This is not like a Connecticut shade natural wrapper. This is still a Habano wrapper. It's got this reddish hue to it. It's kind of more earthy, a little more volcanic. So it's not necessarily like that, you know, Ashton, Kelp, Kelp, you know, Connecticut shade wrapper. No, um, totally. But eat what's eat, I'll even take this further. Some of the natural Padrones, right? And Padrones known for fuller flavor. Some of those natural Padrones to me are like very... Yeah, not all that flavorful, from to me. The um, I'm getting a lot of flavor in this. Cigar. Yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting the cigar. Smoke the smoke output. You, is you know really which good. one I like. You know, uh, to answer even your question on Robustos, is a new the Dominicana and the Davidoff. The Davidoff, yeah. You know, that's good. A little lighter wrapper, very flavorful. It's a great cigar. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. Hold cigar. on, hold on. The Dominicana has a dark wrapper. What does. are we talking about? It does Not have a dark wrapper. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little darker. I had such yeah, a bad experience with that cigar. Really? 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 Oh, what? what? It's becoming my new favorite. It was on Easter. It was on e the day, oh, the week before that's Easter. Right. Easter Sunday. I lit up a Dominicana, and then we got inundated with, with. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't Sicilian worry, mafia. I, I finished it for you. Yeah, <laughs> Sicilian mafia. What? what was that? At the clubhouse. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. But never again. I'm sure it's a great cigar. Sorry, I digress. I think this is this cigar is settled in brilliant, really, really nicely. Very nice. I'm I'm shocked at the yeah. smooth delivery of this, the complexity. And what's cool is right as right on the initial draw in the front of the tongue, it's sweet. Yeah. And it gets salty as you bring the smoke through. It's really Yeah, I don't get the sweetness anymore. That's kind of uh, very it's, slightly it's diminished. Yeah. It kind of has and I, I'm not comparing it to a RAS, but it kinda has that thing that the RAS does where it kind of coats your mouth a little bit. Like it, even after you 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 know you you push the air out after your draw, it kind of sticks with you. Like there's you, an oil. Yeah, yeah, there's like an oiliness to to the the roof of your mouth that it sticks with you in between draws. I think Puba would really like this cigar. Listen, we got to do a blind test. Yeah, <laughs> blind test on them. Just I'll put a rasp wrapper on it and see what he thinks. Yeah. No, I mean this is this is very very cool. I'm surprised that this is eight bucks. Shocking. Shocked. Shocking. All right, so let's try our, uh, our liquor pairing tonight, boys. Makers 46. I have no idea what the difference is between Makers 46 and regular Makers Mark. I'm curious um, how this is going to pair with this thing, but what do we know about Makers 46 versus the normal Makers Mark bourbon? Yeah, so it's interesting. So from what I've read, there's really only two main differences between Makers 46 and the regular Makers Mark. The first is that the 46 is aged longer, which mellows it out while adding a lot more flavor. And the second is that seared French oak staves are seeped in the bourbon towards the end of its additional aging process, bringing out even more flavor. Other than that, it says, it's the exact same mash, same barrels, same wheat, everything. So those are really the only two differences that I think impart a I lot gotta, more flavor. Does, does that does that itself warrant a new branding for this bottle? <laughs> I don't know if it does. I mean, I will say though, it, it is 
definitely distinct from regular makers in that yeah this is a lot more flavorful it's true. and it's like true. to me tastes higher alcohol like yeah. this is I agree. got more I was going to say it it's got a bit of a rougher edge around yeah. it you know the regular makers oh it's so easy so easy to so drink. drinkable this, this to me is not pleasant at all <laughs> i feel vindicated i feel vindicated there i there is <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest i'm not i'm not digging it this is not good mm. i'm not not digging it but i'm not like so I'm glad to hear you say this. We may set a record on the low score tonight on a liquor rating because no. I am not. This is not good. What was the scotch we did? It was just trash. And we oh, that was awful. Akintosh. Yeah. Oh, oh, that. That, that was so bad. I'll never forget oh, that. Was bad so that bad. was so bad. Let's see if we can Cough beat medicine. the Akintosh. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> Let's shoot for low. I mean, this is just not good. I'm sorry. I'm I'll take regular Maker's Mark any day. Thank you. So I'm glad to any hear you day. say this because I forget. I was in like some shitty bar once with uh, a few friends. And there was like nothing that I would normally drink there. So it was just like some random, you know, bourbons. And I saw regular Maker's Mark and I was like, okay, I know this can't disappoint me. Like I, it's totally serviceable. I actually like regular Maker's. And I ordered that. And one of my friends who I guess fancied himself as a bourbon aficionado, he looks at me and he goes, well, well, Senator, there's Maker's 46. Why don't you have the 46? And I was like, because I, I don't like the 46 that much. And I, just to humor him, he's like, no, no, you, you got to try it. I said, okay, I'll give it another shot. I find it to be very, very aggressive. And I, what I like about aged spirits is usually it actually smooths yeah. out rough edges and produces a more refined product. And I find that with Makers 46, it like brings out these shocking edges that I never knew could yeah. be present out of Makers Mark. To me, you said the process adds flavor. I think the process takes it away. <laughs> this is, to me, it, I, I think this is an inferior product to mm. I agree. But when they're Maker's saying Mark. adding flavor, I mean, I agree with them in the sense that, like, this has a lot more body to I it. See. Like, this regular is, Makers is kind of light almost for a bourbon. This, yeah. this has a lot more body to it, but it's just too aggressive for me. It to tastes enjoy. like a shitty Four Roses, frankly. It's oh. not good. I, it's not great. And I'll tell you, every time I sip it and then I take a draw of the cigar, mm -hmm. the cigar like relieves my pain of the of the bourbon. Yeah. So maybe, I really maybe, hate this maybe bourbon. Maybe don't drink it. I'm thinking about it. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking about it. A glass of Woodford would be nice with this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, this you know, is... I think, I think there might be some Woodford at the bar. In the room somewhere. <laughs> is it underneath your chair? Are you hiding it? <laughs> <laughs> this, um, I'll tell you, versus the... Uh, you know, normally we look to how the pairing is helping the cigar, vice versa. Not tonight, but that's okay. No. This, you know what? This pairing is making me enjoy the cigar even more. <laughs> not because of the not because of the bourbon. Right. I am out on Makers Forty Six. I'm out. I'm out. Tell I, us how I, you really feel. Vehemently yeah. out. I'm gonna walk out of here. You disavow. <laughs> I'm gonna walk out of here. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't hate it. Um, I don't hate it, but it's. I don't know if I've ever had it before I got this bottle. Really? So I was like, oh, 46, let's do it. Let's try it. And then we tried it previously. Like someone busted it out at a previous podcast. And it was just kind of like, meh. You know? Meh. Yeah. It's a lot of meh. It's very <laughs> meh. I think that's even kind. I really like this cigar. Cigar's great. I like it. I think I would definitely pick this up. I would too. Yeah. yeah, and we're only what coming up on halfway through, but I'm I'm really enjoying it. I think the first third of the cigar was better than it's now. I, I'm I in the middle. Honestly, I agree. I feel like the flavors to me are kind of a little off like muddled. Like it's yeah. not as distinctive as when I'm started. struggling with it. I feel I feel opposite. I'm in the middle right now, and I'm I'm really enjoying it. It's 
very smooth. I do wish smooth and creamy. I do wish where we're at right now was the beginning, and I wish the thirds were flipped. Like mm. I wish it kind of built into as opposed to fading. Because I agree with you, uh, Rooster. I think it started better than it is now, and had it done the opposite, I think we would be yeah. even enjoying it point. more. Let's see what the last third looks like. Yeah, we'll but see. on the other hand, then Puba would just put it out. Yeah, he wouldn't be. He wouldn't have oh, smoked no. it. Well, this is why you know sometimes we reserve certain cigars for certain scenarios. <laughs> oh, certain oh. Cigars. <laughs> and for certain people, shank. is that what it is? Shank. All right, I get it's it. It's not a shank. It's just a statement of fact. That's All right, he All probably right. wouldn't want to be here for it. So, guys, I got to tell you about a book. So we talked about El Habano Moderno uh, in the past, which is a companion piece to the cigar website that we all reference for Cuban cigars, which is uh, cubancigarwebsite.com, which has all the possible info you could ever want about a Cuban cigar. But there's another book that's coming out. I feel like we're in the golden age of books about cigars right now. There's another book coming out. It's called The Cigar from Soil to Soul. Comes in two volumes, really, really nicely done. It's by a guy named uh, Didier Huvalganel. Um, and it's coming out right now. You can buy it. Um, you can Google it. Just Google the cigar from soil to soul book. And it's a cool reference book of the entire process of from the moment the seed is picked and planted all the way through the roll. Um, a really, really nice, um, I guess, reference book of uh, appreciating cigars and what cigars are to people. It's more of a philosophical discussion of cigar smoking as opposed to an analytical or scientific, you know, this is what it is, and this is the size, and this is the Vitola and the Marca. This is more of a, uh, I guess, a discussion or a piece about... Um, the experience of it. The experience yeah. of having cigars. Nice. So I picked up a copy of this, but I'm, I'm really, really into it because um, 300 pages, 100 illustrations, six artists... Um, you know, it, it says that the author takes the standpoint of a technical expert, an enthusiast, and a humanist to depict the life of a cigar from the first tobacco seed to the last moment of tasting. So I'm really, really excited to get this book. I just ordered a copy myself. Um, but it's, the presentation's really nice. It looks great. And it kind of covers everything. So if you're a cigar enthusiast out there, I love, I love a coffee table book about a cigar. I love it. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I go just ahead. had a revelation on the cigar. Yeah. So that Maker's 46 like completely singed my taste buds to the point that I feel like I couldn't <laughs> taste the cigar anymore. Did you drink some water? And now yeah. it's finally worn off and I've taken a few more puffs of this. Go now ahead, I'm Senator. getting go back ahead. the flavor that I had go early ahead. on. So I can see why Bam is saying he's enjoying this in the middle. This really is a lot it. better. I think this the, the 46. bourbon really I, fucked my yeah. palate. How long have we been but smoking here's this? Interesting this thing. is not burning. About a half hour. Yeah, about that. It's that well, you know, to to our point at, as we started, it's, to me, it's burning slower than I expected for sure. Yeah, it's packed. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. is. It but is. the draw it has is weight good. To it. But the draw is good. Oh yeah, yeah. I cut off Bam. What were you saying? It's all good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to just piggyback on what you said, Rooster. The body of this really began bold and it and it dissipated in strength, but the flavor for me is it's still. Quite tasty. <laughs> All right, so getting back to this book that I'm excited about for a second, it comes in eleven volume. Uh, excuse me, eleven chapters across two volumes. Very excited. 
Why are you guys giving me shit about this? <laughs> Get over the fucking book. obsessed with this book. Get over it. <laughs> it's very exciting. I, I'm, I'm enjoying this cigar. Jesus. It's Does it have exciting. an audio version? <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, fuck you guys. I'm going to enjoy my book. And when I get it. Are you going to walk out? I, I, I might walk out. I'll just leave, the, leave it running. Are you going to buy a signed copy? I well, no. I I ordered the uh, the, uh, the the really nice version. I'm looking. At, when is our book coming? By yeah, the way, yeah, I like my book. Uh, it comes in uh, El Habano Moderno comes in like October November. Oof. Oh my gosh! Yeah. All right. So. Yeah, this cigar is great. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> Tough crowd in this room, boys. What else are you reading, Gizmo? <laughs> <laughs> Every week I'm going to do a book of the week from Gizmo. <laughs> the, the, the lives of the. Eastern Orthodox Saints, <laughs> a memoir. That's funny. I'm not a big, listen, I'm not a big book guy, but when something comes out about cigars, I celebrate it. You're a big book guy. Yeah, you're, like, you're, you're, you're always peddling books no, to I just, us. I love a coffee table book. I love a coffee table book. Which you it. don't read. No one reads coffee No, table. I have a, a cigar one on my coffee table. It looks great. The author has like this ridiculous name. It's like Barnaby Conrad III. I'm not even kidding. That's literally the author's name. And it's like an illustrated like history of cigars. So, like it looks great on the coffee table, but I've never read the thing. It's I'm going to consume every page of this it's book. Decor. You're going to consume it. I am. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really, and then I'm going to give you a full book report. I like Kramer's coffee book. Kramer's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. I think Barnaby's going to be my new nickname. Barnaby. I like that. Bam, bam, bam Barnaby. Barnaby. <laughs> it works. <laughs> the BBB. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. Has anyone had to touch up their cigar at all? No. I did, no. It's burning a little weird. No, mine's, mine's burning not, great. Mine, mine's, yeah, it's not razor sharp, but it's burning nicely. I had, I had to touch up a little bit, but not at all. It's fine, yeah. I, I find I touch up a lot of cigars. It's frankly. Cuba being Cuba. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> in Newark. <laughs> Just Newark being Newark. What can I say? Yeah, I, I, I find this to be a very, very pleasant cigar. And it's doing way better without the Maker's 46. Honestly, the cigar's me. got merit. You know, there's... For eight bucks, dude? Yeah. I mean, come on. a lot of merit. Awesome. I think Puba would really like this yeah, cigar. This so. is right in his wheelhouse. Yep. Yeah, for for you know jokes aside, I think it would be a good one. Hundred percent. Absolutely. Do you think Puba listens to the podcast that he's not on? I think he refuses to listen to the ones he's not on. <laughs> so, like, we could talk. <laughs> we could talk about him openly. <laughs> well, if he is listening, we wish he was here. So, um, not to dive into a big sports thing, but uh, the NBA playoffs have been amazing. Spectacular. I'm not a big basketball guy. Senator is, Rooster is, but did you see John Morant? Yeah, it's just, amazing. It, it's been an amazing performance. He's a spectacle. The whole team, unreal. Yeah, it's been really fun to watch. Oh man! And baseball's back too, which is nice. I have a love yeah. hate re- relationship with baseball. I know some of the guys in the room are big baseball guys. Don't we all? I am not. Baseball for me is just when it's on and it's in the background, I'm into it. But I don't like seek out watching baseball. I know. Senator, I think you yeah. generally have a very short attention span with sports. This is true. 
because you're an Eagles fan. And I'm like, we're sitting here and the Eagles are like fighting to get in the playoffs. They're about to make it. And you're sitting there completely disinterested. I'm like, because I, mean, you know, I know what's about happen. to make the playoffs. He's, he also to confirm likes, it's not a baseball team. Yeah. I mean, you have a you have a d- divided house. I mean, here we go again with the whole New York oh, sports you're team. You're a Dodgers bullshit. fan, dude. Oh boy, you're a Dodgers you fan. You can't just keep going back to the Dodger fan diatribe. Give me a break. <laughs> ding ding ding. <laughs> I mean, you're th- like you that's all you. That's your only excuse. Be, your, well, you want to guess? I'm an Eagles Yankees fan. <sighs> you're a Dodgers Eagles fan. It's the same thing. Is it? Yes. Is it not? All this tells me is Pennsylvania is one fucked up place. <laughs> That's all I got out of this. How does that happen? I don't know. You know, I think baseball is a, it's, what's interesting are the matchups. You know, so when the Mets play the Phillies, there's nothing like being on the couch. I'm alone watching that game. It's, it's great. It's so relaxing. When the Yankees play at Tampa Bay, when the Yankees play Boston, those are awesome series. The yeah. matchups are what I think make baseball. Yeah, the division stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's such a great feeling when fall comes around. That too. And, you know, fall baseball, playoff oh, baseball. Dude, it's exciting. It's so yeah, fucking Let's not awesome. get to fall. Let's enjoy yeah. Yeah. Let's let's enjoy the nice weather. Let's enjoy spring let's and summer. summer. The nice weather? It's fucking 40 degrees out now. Right? It is. You know, next week it's going to be. By the way, I was, we, we have mentioned this several times on the pod, and I'm saying it again because we need to do it. And this is a message for Pooba who's listening. We need to do a Bloody Mary Sunday. Uh, we've been talking about that. We've been that. talking about this. We have done it several times without Salivating doing it on the pod. It. We need to do a Bloody Sunday. Let's get it going. we got to do it. Giddy up. Because I am so in. I got the wife in on Bloody Sundays now. What do you mean? You've, you've indoctrinated her to the She Dimitris. is so in on the Dimitris and the, the Sacramento tomatoes. Cool. Oh, yeah. Amazing. we got to do it. It's a game changer. we got to do it. Just think of how much we're influencers now. Mm-hmm. Are we officially influencers? Maybe to each other. We, when we get, <laughs> we're not getting paid for it, <laughs> so I don't think so. When we get the merch, that's when we... We've got to shake our asses a little more to make some money on that. Well, that's why you're here. Yeah. That's why Bam Bam's here. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for that, and I deserve it. So this is starting to burn a little bit faster for me now. I don't know about you guys, but... What, what do you guys think about the cigar right now? I'm still liking it. Yeah. yeah. Very consistent flavor profile. It is. Yeah. What do you think, Rooster? I was really enjoying the first third. After that, it kind of fizzled off for me. Yeah. And you know what's interesting about what you said about makers? He, you know, he's not having any makers. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's good. I mean, it's a great value. I mean, for eight bucks... The amount of flavor that you get out of an $8 stick, I mean, it's... Yeah. 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 It's good. What yeah. other seven, $8 cigars do we love? And there are a few. Well, like Papa's Fritas. You know, Spectacular. That, that small little... Uh, it's a oh, state. Let's not forget um, uh, the E.P. Creole, the El Senador. El Senador. That was a great excellent. cigar. That's excellent. under 10 bucks. It was fantastic. You know how hard that is to get now? So I go to local clubs. They've had it, and they run out very quickly. That is a coveted cigar now. Really? I think it's because of the lizards. That well small uh, tatuaje, that petite. Petite Casadores is excellent. Yeah. That's a yeah. five bucks. That's phenomenal. Can any of you guys, I mean, Grinder is smoking the cigar, obviously. You know, he loves it. I don't know if you've smoked it in a while, but you like it. Can any of you guys see this slotting into any sort of a regular rotation for you as of right this moment? Nope. No, no. I don't know. Um, 
too spoiled. I'm surprised we are Pagoda. spoiled. We're spoiled, but also no. we are spoiled. But also where it fits against Cubans, if you're going to make that comparison, like I'm going to pick any Cuban robusto, almost any of them, over this in my rotation, and they're similar priced. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's a once in a while kind of. I cigar. think it, I think it has a place for like, you know, a box a year, and you do it, you know, maybe once every couple of weeks or something like that. Sure, I like you know? that. That's mm-hmm. fair. You, you like know what I could see this working is if you're outside and you kind of want that Cuban thing, but you're smoking outside. Well, Grinder made a great yeah, point. On the I golf think course. Right after lunch, midday, I think this is a yeah. perfect cigar for that month, for that moment. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to try this outside because I'm not going to smoke many Cubans outside. So this may no. be a, a good fit for that, that spot. Well, I happen yeah. to think perfect cigar weather is coming. It, it is. is. Mid-spring is really spectacular. When there's no breeze, it's, it's yeah. how can you beat that? I just love those summer nights, smoking cigars on the deck. It's the mm. best. I can't Watching wait. below deck on the deck. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to have an unpopular opinion on this because I feel like there are some lizards that really like this cigar. I'm amazed, as I've said, at like the complexity of different flavor notes I'm getting out of this cigar. But if I'm being honest, there's not a flavor note that's like drawing me or exciting me about this cigar. Um, I, I don't love barnyard in cigars, so I know that's like turning me off again. This is just my palate, what I like. So to your question of like, would I slot this in my rotation? Definitely not my rotation. And I'm not even sure anywhere, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's like, if I want to have a Cuban outside, it's a little windy. I would grab one of these, but I, I even, even a box a year sounds like a lot to me. Yeah. I'm in agreement, but I can't say that I don't like it. No, it's fine. I like the cigar. Yeah. Well, the flavors are kind of muddled now. You know, it's not it's not that distinct notes that you were getting in the first third. True. My cigars burning all in different. Yeah, it's not the most pleasant experience for me. So I will say the spice is ramping up for me. I'm a little further along than most of you. I'm getting you, some. You and I are about the same. Yeah, I'm getting yeah. some pretty good pepper now. Yeah, yeah. I'm still enjoying it. Yeah. I got a question for you guys. Have, have, have you, has any of you been watching any of the clips or the actual footage of the Johnny Depp trial with mm-hmm. Amber Heard? I refuse. Yeah, a little bit. <sighs> yeah. I mean, crazy. It is unbelievable. Just from the dynamic of what, what actually happened and what's going on to Amber Heard's legal team is just so amateur. It's comical. Um, so I, maybe I missed. Can you? What's going on? Fill us in. So long story short, <clears throat> Amber Heard accused pretty publicly of, uh, accused Johnny Depp of domestically assaulting her, you know, domestic violence. And she went on a pretty public uh, rampage about it and wrote an op-ed, I believe in the Washington Post. I believe that's where it was posted. And he has sued her for 100 million bucks for defamation because it cost him. I thought it was like 50 million. I thought it was 100. If, even if it's 50, whatever it is, it's crazy numbers. But he is suing her because because of the uh, the circumstance of, of being accused by a former female partner of domestic violence, you know, just in in the accusations, lost several franchises. He's been of work, canceled, yeah. Several franchises of work. I mean, he, Disney wants nothing to do with him. He got kicked out of the Harry Potter thing. Um, anyway. So he's suing her for defamation. So this is a trial that's being held in Fairfax, Virginia, 
and I think that's because that's where the Washington Post is actually published, uh, that, uh, you know, he's suing her for that, that defamation. But the trial is, um, unlike anything, maybe from a public, uh, public standpoint, like an OJ type of trial or uh, the woman in Florida who was accused of, uh, acquitted of, of killing her child. I forget what her name is, but I mean, it's aired. Every minute of it is aired. Every second of it is aired live on television. And her legal team is so amateur, it's comical. Like the clips that are coming out on the internet are wild, wild. I mean, to the point that they had a forensic psychologist on who purchased who purchases muffins for her office every day. This is what she does. And I guess the legal team dialed in that one day she was running late and had her husband purchase Wait. the muffins. Bring the, the muffins to the trial? This, the, the, this is a muffin. They had a whole day on muffins in this trial. And the, her legal team was so adamant that this woman's husband, this forensic psychologist's husband, was purchasing the muffins for Amber Heard, therefore coloring the validity of her testimony. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. This whole thing is crazy. Check out the clips. So who, who's, who's, who's the amateur, the Amber's Amber Heard. Am- Amber Heard's legal team is amateur. It's crazy. Yeah, amateur bullshit. It's crazy. I just the crazy thing to me. I, I haven't followed this closely at all, but just like the little snippets that I've seen here and there, and other people talking about it. This is the most fucked up marriage I've ever heard of. Yeah, it's <laughs> terrible. I mean, it's oh, like yeah. awful. The amount of coke that guy does is did, hilarious. Did you see the coke? The, the coke. Forget that. Did you see that? Supposedly, his wife took a shit. Yes. On their bed? On the bed. Yeah. And left it there for him? Like, yeah, and then blamed what? it on the dogs. Yeah. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. She's wow. crazy. Psycho. This is, is that, like a movie. This, are are they actually talking real. about that at the trial? Oh, tri- yes. they did. They went through the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, man. It's psycho shit, man. That's actually good entertainment. I think there's a photo of it even. Yeah, there is. A of, photo. The, yeah. of the pile of shit? Yeah, he yes. took a photo of the shit that uh, she what? left on the bed. She also threw a bottle of vodka at him and severed and his finger. And severed his finger, yeah. Right? Yep. Wow. So it, it, it's an interesting, um, it's an interesting, uh, I guess, given the time of the Me Too movement, which so much of that was valid and, and accurate. But, you know, what's unfortunate in this situation is this woman playing on that to accuse someone inaccurately of domestic violence. Given the cultural circumstance of domestic violence and Me Too, Johnny Depp being canceled, seemingly, I'm not on the jury, but seemingly inaccurately and unfortunately, um, it, it's it's crazy, it's crazy this this whole trial. So you know it's funny though, Johnny Depp is never going to restore his reputation, no matter what the outcome of this is, and that's what that's like, that's the whole shittiness of the, you know, the that's reverse how, Me Too. That's yeah, how powerful yeah. an accusation can be. Absolutely, and it's unfortunate because. You know, I've seen uh, takes from other women who have said to, that, you know, uh, she's in, in, invalidating a lot of, you know, valid claims, accurate claims of, of women who have actually been abused sure. as opposed to women who are actually the abusers, Yeah, which seems to be the case. Again, she I'm not on the like jury. She seems like a fucking terrible person. Yeah, she's frankly. a psycho. She's psycho. That's my opinion, but she's got she's someone. So, someone said... Uh, clinical psychologist was was commenting on this and something I was listening to. And he was like, honestly, this person, Amber Heard, has all the makings of multiple personality, you know, disorder. Yeah, and, and yeah, the I mean, forensic she, psychologist did say that. Yeah, she's not even a good liar. I mean, did you see, like, one of the smoking guns in her testimony 
is like one of the biggest things in this case. She was talking, I guess they were tell, asking her to like prove that she was like physically harmed by him. You would presumably have some bruises, something like that. She's like, oh, well, I had bruises on my face, but I used to wear this specific concealer to hide it all. And she named the exact concealer that she claimed she wore every day. And the attorney held it up. And the company that makes that concealer said that they didn't even start making that concealer until years after she's claiming she was being abused. Wow. Yeah. Wow. After the marriage ended. After the marriage ended. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's a liar. Amateur bullshit. Like, crazy, so, that, so that defense, that I guess not defense attorney. Yeah, I, mean, I guess he's a defense. He should be doing his homework and be yeah. like, okay, if we're going to, if we're, if some credibility is vested in this fucking lotion that you're putting <laughs> on your face, maybe we should do a deep dive as to, you know, the validity. Yeah, of or maybe statement. you shouldn't say the name of the thing that you're putting on right, your face. Exactly. You just even say, better. I put some stuff on my face. Not even the name, Senator. She was, the, the attorney was holding it up. Like, this is the one. Oh. And then the company said, came out and said, yeah, we didn't release that until after their marriage ended. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. It's insane. It's crazy. It's crazy. Does she have that kind of money, though? No. I don't know. I mean, no. it certainly seems like the legal team she hired, it doesn't seem like there's much there. So No, I think he's making a point. She does not have that yeah. money that he's yeah. suing her for. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, anyway, back to our uh, cigar and bourbon. I guess let's talk about the bourbon. I mean, yeah. are you guys ready to do a formal liquor rating on this thing? Sure. Oof. Like, I don't even know what to give it. Normally, <laughs> I, I, know, I know kind of a range. I have no idea where I'm going to land here. I, I got to figure this out. I mean, it's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it a six. I'm not going to disrespect Maker's Mark. I'll give it a six. Okay. Pagoda. Six. Six. Senator. Five. Five. I am all day, without question, totally fine with giving this thing a four. <laughs> it is one of the worst liquors I've ever wow. had. Five. Five. All right. The formal liquor rating on Makers 46 is a 5.2. Okay. A absolute not recommend. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Hard pass. We do not recommend that, that bourbon. Yeah, that, that is just couldn't be more disappointing. Terrible. If I, I will never have that again. I will never buy it. I will never taste it i will never take it from a friend i'm done <laughs> we got <makers>. it <laughs> unbelievable so you don't like it no i don't <laughs> i'm trying to make a point it's horrible so maybe once you try it again <laughs> <laughs> maybe in a blind test a blind. let it age for a while age. <laughs> unbelievable all right boys we're coming to the last third here of the uh, herrera esteli in uh, Robusto Grande. What's everybody feeling about the last third? Oh, it's still very good for me. Yeah, I think I think it's pretty consistent to where it was. I think the first third was certainly better. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but I, I don't hate it. No. I think this is a very, for eight bucks, for what it is, you know, I don't know where I'd slot it in my rotation, but mm-hmm. it's a very fine cigar. Yeah. I'll be I think, honest. I, I just got bored of it. That's my take. Okay. I think it's a knock around cigar. You know, yeah, it's, it's, not, good, it's not so bad. It's a good knock around. Yeah, that's that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Pagoda, what do you think of it? Oh, um, just didn't enjoy it. I it's one of the very few cigars I've just not been excited about. Meaning I've I've had cigars which I haven't liked, but I've kind of finished them. This I just couldn't do it. Yeah. There was one other cigar you couldn't finish. That recalls yeah. from my memory. 
Which one? Mm. Was it the began, Hoya, maybe? Began, began with a P. Placencia. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, 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 but I think we, we got to definitely do, a, do an episode of podcast on that for sure. Count me out. <laughs> We're going to have to rate one at some point. We are. Yeah. They're popular. Which Placencia do you want to do? Can we do an informal lizard rating? Oh, no. This has to be formal. It has to be formal? Yeah, All unfortunately. Right. Oh, man. Are we ready? I'm ready. Rooster, go ahead. All right. So the first third was pretty good on that stake. I mean, keeping like the price point out of, you know, not even talking about the price point. The first third, I mean, it was promising. I thought the cigar started out great. I liked the sweet notes on it. Uh, had some spice. It was good. But after that, I mean, it, it just didn't do it for me. So I'm going to give it a six. Okay. Grinder. Womp. I'm giving it a seven. Seven. I am also going to give it a seven. I'm at a six. I didn't even finish it. Pagoda. Five. Whoa. Bam, bam. I'm hovering between a six and a seven. One more puff. Hold on. What was so bad about it, Pagoda? Because I was surprised by your I don't know. I I really enjoyed, like, I think, uh, similar to Roos, I enjoyed the beginning. I think it seemed very promising. I... Liked a little bit of uh, the saltiness, the earthiness. Um, and then it just, for my cigar, there was not a lot of smoke output after the first third or even the first quarter, it seemed. Um, you know, it was, uh, I had to touch it up. Um, just did not smoke well. And then it's one of the very few cigars that I've actually just not completed the last third. So, yeah, I think it just, maybe it was just this particular stick. Um Maybe yeah. I'll try it again, uh, but it's not one of those cigars I'll go and purchase by any means. Yeah, yeah the burn wasn't good yeah, and had a couple of cracks, like as as I was smoking. Yeah. The wrapper, it, like, cracked correct. a couple of spots. Yeah. No, I didn't get any I of didn't that. experience that. No. Mine, mine was fine the so whole way. I, I'm gonna, I'll give it a seven. Seven. Yeah, because okay. I, I did like it. Really, I'm at a point now where it's extra spicy and tough to finish, but not a bad cigar. So the composite lizard score on the cigar is a six point three. Okay, pretty. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's kind of in the, kind of right in the zone of where it where it should fall. Yeah, knock around cigar like Grinder said. Yeah, for yeah. eight bucks, I mean that's totally fair. Yeah. So what would we call that? Would you call that a uh, soft recommend? Would Maybe. you call it a neutral? <laughs> we didn't, we didn't love it. it. We didn't hate it. Yeah, I, mean, I would say. I would say try it. Recommend. Yeah, for you know, eight bucks, that doesn't mean one. it's like the best ever. Just, yeah, give it a try. You know, and, and for somebody who has a, a palate similar to Grinders, this might fall right in their wheelhouse for, you know, an eight under $10 cigar. I mean, it was number, what, what did I say, number 15, 15 last year? Wow. In Cigar Aficionado. So that's ridiculous. That is surprising to me. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's surprising to me for sure. So, all right, boys, a six point. <laughs> You're running out of gas. I'm running out of gas. I mean, the the makers in this. I mean, I don't think we've ever had a pod that everything was under a six. Six and under, excuse me. 6.3 and under. But, uh, yeah, so a 6.3 for the Herrera Esteli in Robusto Grande. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us, loungelizardspod, P-O-D, that's loungelizardspod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, 
at Lounge Lizards Pod. We really appreciate your time, and we'll uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>